passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Let's begin with what I I would term as a deep dive and a very well done profile of the Bears' new, still new, president, Kevin Warren, which is on chicagotribune.com. Get a printed copy this weekend in the Sunday edition. I love the Sunday Tribune. I love still the Sunday newspaper. But, Dan, you devoted a lot of time, many resources, and you crafted another masterpiece in talking about Kevin Warren, the new Bears president. David, I'm excited to talk about this story because I think it will really kind of pull back the curtain for Bears fans to try to get a glimpse into what Kevin's vision is for what the change at Hallis Hall really is at this, at what Kevin calls an inflection point in team history. And you'll just get an understanding of what he's trying to get accomplished there. I think it's a a grand experiment, as I wrote in the piece, in what impactful top-down leadership can mean to a professional football team. And most people that will push back on anything will say, well, how does this help the Chicago Bears win more games? Kevin does a great job of trying to describe how philosophically he is trying to create an environment that pushes everyone to be the best at their jobs, which includes the people in the football operations side, which includes people in business operations, which includes people all over the building in a way that creates championship momentum organization wide that then hopefully translates into wins on the football field. And it's going to be a fascinating time because Kevin is a, a, a fascinating individual with a lot of think big genes within him. And it's going to be really, really, um, you know, intriguing to watch this unfold under his guidance. I will say this also, you mentioned the, the, the Sunday Chicago Tribune kudos to Brian Casella, our, uh, our very talented photographer, the Tribune, for, for getting some behind-the-scenes snapshots of Kevin that I think will, will also give people a little bit of a, a photographic glimpse into who this man is. Brian's one of the best in the business, no doubt about that. So when you think big as an executive like Kevin Warren, I think I'm always uh, interested in how you think big and start small. And the devil yeah. is all often in the details. And when you are somebody uh, at the top of an organization – you, he pledged to know everybody in that organization so he could do a better job of leading it. So that's where your story began. And I'm just curious, um, number one, I think from a, uh, my own curiosity, why you chose to start uh, by describing the way that Kevin Warren starts every day, or at least did when he took over, and why you felt like it was important and reflective of the type of leader he will become by including his 
his vow to meet with every single employee at House Hall. Yeah, David, I think it's a glimpse into how organized Kevin is, how structured he is, how detailed he is. And it is a fascinating little pledge that he made, which he also did when he became the chief operating officer of the Vikings, which he also did when he became the commissioner-elect of the Big Ten, which is to go and reach out to every single person who will be working beneath you and under your oversight to get their honest assessment of what is this place? How can it be better? How can I help you do your job better? And in Kevin's uh, description, it's a, a massive time sacrifice. And, and he was doing three or four interviews per morning from the time he started on April 17th at, at eight in the morning. Uh, and he's still going and, and, and hopes to be through all 260 plus employees by the time the season starts. But in his words and his description, David, the level of, of information he can collect and the level of honest detail he can collect from the employees is going to be far greater than he had he tried to organically soak it in and talk to people as he just casually ran into them in the cafeteria or bumped into them in the hallway and tried to get to know them that way. And so a, a very, very calculated, intentional way of trying to get a greater understanding of, of how does this machine work here at Hallis Hall and how can we make it work better? Outside eyes, a fresh perspective. And I think to paraphrase, I think one of your sources that talked about who you know, knows Hallis Hall and clearly knows Kevin Warren, Bears have never had anybody like this at yeah. the top of their hierarchy before. And another person might have been the same person, but referred to him as an absolute animal at yeah. the top. And I think that, you know, in, in context, what does that mean in terms of that mean uh, in the way that he's attacking the job aggressively in terms of him being ruthless? How would you interpret that idea? Because a lot of people could take that the wrong way or, or you know, kind of jump with. Go so with you, you use the word ruthless, which is, you're not the only person that has used that that word. But I, I, I Kevin is not to those who know him very well, a, a nasty or vicious person. He just has high standards and his high standards create demands that sometimes are too much for certain people. And by Kevin's own admission, this isn't for everyone. One of the things that he said multiple times to me and we visited a lot throughout the spring and, and summer is that when you raise the elevation, naturally people kind of slide down, you know, and slide away. If you can't handle the climb, you're going to slide. And that's okay because it is not for everyone. And so when you, you refer to him as absolute animal, for me, what, what resonates is this idea that he is going to push harder than most people in that building have ever been pushed. He is going to demand things that most people in that building have never had demanded of them. And he's going to try to figure out who can handle it and who can't in a way that, again, creates championship momentum. You, you know, one of the things, as we set out to do this story, there's obviously, as you saw, chapters broken up to, to devote to the, the stadium chapters devoted to his oversight and guidance of Ryan Poles as a general manager, but it also starts with his leadership and vision. And, and, and so much of this is about how do you create um, energy? How do you create motivation? How do you set direction for a franchise that has been, I think you'd agree with this directionless for a, a good portion of the, the 21st century. Yeah. And so now this is a, this is a change. It's a drastic change and the results will, will see what they are, but it's certainly a, a push to, to, to get things going in a different direction. One thing that stood out to me, Dan, is in talking to his family and his wife specifically, uh, Greta talked about how he sets the bar so high. And that's yeah. easy thing to say about somebody who has had his success and you hear at the same time he's got a high standard. He sets high expectations. He thinks big. 
But what I thought was interesting was that her acknowledgement of when people aren't able to maybe who are around him, working for him or with him, aren't able to either meet that standard or fall short of those expectations, they can become deflated or they become a little downcast. I, I can't remember the exact word that she used, but it made me wonder, and I paused for a moment thinking like, okay, how does this going to reflect what he expects from Ryan Poles, what he expects from um, uh, maybe even Matt Eberflus to a lesser degree? But the people that work for him, directly with him, is he setting the bar at a at a realistic height? Because it's, yeah. it has been such a history of disappointment at Hallis Hall. There is a systemic sort of underachievement that we're used to experiencing or witnessing at Hallis Hall. And I wonder how those two things might fit together. It's a great question, David. And I think Kevin's way of explaining it is that he wants to set a bar at a height where people look at it and go, well, that's not clearable. That's unrealistic. Right. And then he says, no, it is. Watch. We're going to show you the ways that we can clear this bar. And, and it's a way of stretching people and pushing people beyond their comfort zone and pushing people beyond their limits to understand that when you are trying to achieve the highest level of success in a cutthroat billion dollar industry like the NFL is, that it requires a certain level of investment and a certain level of push and a certain level of commitment to um, you know, e extending yourself beyond where you've normally extended yourself. I thought it was interesting back in January after, after Kevin was hired to hear Ted Phillips, his predecessor say, I've never seen anyone work as hard as Kevin does, you know, and there's almost a, a touch of irony to that uh, of Ted being blown away by, wow, this guy's got great energy and, but, but he really works and you, and you're going, okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and there is a, a, a new energy in the building. And even George McCaskey acknowledges that. I, I, I love the quote that, that George said to me where he said, like, anytime there is change, you know, there, there was there was good energy before, but anytime there's change, there's an opportunity to give it a little goose, which I thought was a very George McCaskey-like way of, of telling you what they're trying to do inside the building there.